Welcome to the In Your Element Fertility Podcast. I'm Jennifer Edmonds. I'm a yoga teacher, Pilates instructor, meditation and breathwork coach. And for the last 15 years, I've been helping women on their journeys to motherhood and beyond. This is the podcast that blends both science and spirit with everything you need to know as you navigate your fertility journey. If you're looking for a way to support your physical health, your mental health, reduce anxiety and reclaim some joy back into your life to make the process of trying to conceive feel easier, then you've come to the right place. I'll show you how to apply the latest scientific research along with your energy and mindset to provide you with all the tools you need as you're trying to conceive. This is the In Your Element Fertility Podcast. Welcome back to the In Your Element Fertility Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. And just as I am recording this episode, the podcast has just gone live this week and I have been getting so much amazing feedback and comments and questions from you all. So please keep them coming. Anything that you want to learn or for me to speak about or anything you'd like me to focus on as this podcast goes on, please, please reach out. Let me know. Now, today we're talking about something that is perhaps the biggest thing that comes up when people find me when they're navigating their fertility journey, and that is stress. There is no getting away from how inherently stressful infertility, IVF, pregnancy loss is. But does it actually impact your fertility and how can we start to manage ways around that? So I'm going to go into a little bit about what stress is, how it happens and how it occurs within your body, and then some tactics to help manage it and to make it have not such a big impact within your life. I think anyone who has been on this journey for any amount of time will have had at least one, if not a million people say to you, just relax and it will happen or you know, you just need to stop stressing so much. And we all know how incredibly frustrating that is because you know, when you're navigating medical appointments, procedures, hormones, family pressure, other pregnancy announcements, grief, financial stress, time away from work, like the list goes on. The idea of being able to just relax while you're dealing with all of this is impossible. But of course, we constantly hear about how bad stress is for our bodies. And, you know, a lot of the media will tell us that having a high stress work environment, home environment, stressful impacts within your life, they can all have an effect on your chances of falling pregnant. So how on earth are we supposed to manage that? So today I'm going to give you five ways that I like to walk my students through helping them manage their stress. But before we get to those, we're going to have a very quick science lesson (laughs) because it is incredibly important to understand what stress is and how it actually affects your body. So the first thing I want you to remember is that stress is not an emotional response. Stress is not an emotion, full stop. It's something that occurs to us rather than something we feel within. You know, it's not the same as the way we feel happiness or sadness or anger. Stress is actually a physical reaction within your body. It's an automatic response of your nervous system when it perceives danger. So when your nervous system senses that there is a threat, it will signal to your brain to start pumping out 
cortisol, adrenaline, norepinephrine. So your adrenal glands will start pumping out those hormones in order for you to either fight, flee, or freeze. So these hormones cause your heart rate to increase, your breath gets a bit shallow, and your senses go on a high, high alert. And your brain thinks that in this situation, maybe it can do something to keep you safe. So that's where you're either getting ready to fight or to run. But during this process, your brain also shuts down the functions within your body that aren't essential for immediate survival. So things like digesting, your immune system, and of course, your reproductive system. And this is why people with a lot of chronic long-term stress also experience things like gut issues, autoimmune disorders, and of course, fertility issues can come into that as well. So this reaction our body has, it's your sympathetic nervous system in activation. And when this happens, and depending on the perceived level of danger, we may start to then notice you know, feelings of irritation, annoyance, then concern, then anxiety, and then it can go into full-blown panic in a lot of cases. And the more you get into that sympathetic state, the more your brain gets consumed with this idea of, I have to do something right now to fix it. You know, we, we can't think about anything else. We get tunnel vision. We find it hard to sit still. We can't relax. And, you know, this is one of the reasons we go down that Google rabbit hole and we feel like we're unable to stop. You want answers and your brain is telling you to find them immediately. So if you're in this activated, this sympathetic state, when you're feeling really irritable or annoyed, you know, things like a gentle meditation practice and let's do some, some deep breathing for a few minutes, this might be helpful. But in this acute state, if your brain really thinks that that danger is imminent, then these tools are not going to be helpful. You know, if you can feel your heart racing and your thoughts are overwhelming and you can't sit still, sitting down and meditating isn't always going to be the answer. And in these cases, a lot of the times, what we need to do is to move. So dynamic movement like brisk walking, dancing, yoga, there are much, much better ways to bring you into the present and to provide your brain with this sense of safety. Because remember, it always, always comes back to safety. And as I've spoken about before, your brain, it can't tell the difference between I'm terrified that this pregnancy test isn't going to be positive, or I am terrified my next embryo transfer isn't going to be successful. It can't tell the difference between that and there's a big tiger over there who's about to eat me. So before we get into the ways you can manage stress, I want to talk about what happens after you've been in a stressful state, you know, in that period of fight or flight for a long period of time. So this can often lead to a dissociated state when the perceived threat or danger is prolonged, you know, day after day, month after month, even after years for a lot of people who have been on this journey. Your nervous system can move into what's known as a dorsal state. Your brain is saying, you know, we can't escape from the danger, but I can numb you and I will dissociate you from the experience so you don't have to feel the pain. And this state may initially feel like you no longer have any energy. You feel apathetic. You don't care. You have nothing to look forward to. Your senses start to withdraw and you feel disconnected. That's where we start to feel like we're no longer capable. We believe everything is hopeless and there's nowhere to go. And we start to tell ourselves things like, it's too late for me and it's never going to happen. 
So I just want you to remember that if you find yourself in this period, and we can come in and out of it at different times, remember it's a self-protective response. So your brain thinks that if it doesn't react in this way, something worse and more dangerous can happen. And that's why we get stuck on that thought, you know, I, I can't get my hopes up because I don't want it to be that much harder if it doesn't work. So now that you're aware of the physical reaction that stress has within your body and knowing that it is a physical response, not an emotion, once you become aware of that, you can start to find ways to manage it. So I'm going to give you five ways that you can help support your body when you notice stress is happening within you. So the first step is to recognize it. And there's no two ways about it. We can't remove the stress of infertility, but what we can do is manage the response that we have. So when you can start to notice those physical signs of stress, so like I mentioned, the racing heart, the shallow breath, the inability to sit still, or you're finding it hard to focus on anything else, you can become aware of them and then you're able to do something about them rather than just letting them control you. So your nervous system's job, your its only job is to keep you safe. So no matter where you are currently on your journey, this system also knows that it got you to where you are now. You're alive. You have survived. So it thinks that it's done an excellent job and it will keep doing the same job, even if it's affecting you in other ways, because as far as your brain's aware, it's kept you alive. So Awareness is crucial. Finding ways to feel safe will be the key to regulating your nervous system and managing stress. So when you are aware of these thought patterns that keep coming up, when you're aware of these physical changes that might be happening in your body, I like to get my students to start writing them down. Have a notes section on your phone open anytime these recurring thoughts come up. Write down what those thoughts are. Write down how you're feeling physically within your body when those thoughts arise. So the second thing that we can do once we have become aware of how we're feeling, what the thoughts are, we need to get out of our heads and we need to come into our body. So remember, as I said, the brain can't differentiate between that lion that's about to eat you and the anxiety of infertility and the uncertainty of the future. Either way, the response, that physiological response is because of perceived danger, not actual danger. So therefore, feeling safe is that ticket to moving out of the stress response. So how can we do that? You know, we get so carried away by our thoughts, the the what ifs, the traumatic memories, the flashbacks. These thoughts are valid, but remember, they're not real. What is real in the present moment is the environment around you. So one of the best ways that I like to get my students to start getting out of their head and into their body is to go through your five senses in that exact moment. Ask yourself, what can I see around me? What can I reach out and touch? What can I hear around me? What smells do I notice? What can I taste And it's not until our body feels supported and safe, rather than, you know, having thoughts and telling your body, you're safe, you're safe, your body needs to actually feel it, to know it and to be reminded of it. So that's when the change starts to happen. 
And that's where change starts to regulate. Now, the third thing is where, you know, some of the practices that I teach really come into play. So one of the quickest and simplest ways to switch back into that parasympathetic or regulated state is to control your breath. If one of the first responses to stress is a short or a shallow breath pattern, then an easy way to remind your brain that you're safe is to take deep, slow, measured breaths instead. So the next time you're starting to feel anxious, you know, perhaps you're in the waiting room of your fertility clinic or, you know, you're waiting for an important phone call, try this simple practice. We can do it together now if you want to. You're going to take a deep breath in through your nose to a count of four. And then hold your breath for a count of seven. And then we exhale slowly through the nose to a count of eight. All the way out, completely releasing. And we repeat that three, four, five times until we start to notice those acute feelings of stress starting to ease. I just want to point out at this point, you know, we are not necessarily trying to remove or get rid of stress completely because I don't think that's entirely possible on a lot of this journey, but we're trying to lessen the burden that it has on our bodies and our minds and little practices like this have such an effect. So the fourth thing that I want to bring into play, which of course I'm going to have to mention here is by practicing yoga. And as I mentioned before, I think a lot of movement practices are really, really effective in helping relieve those stress hormones pumping through the body. But yoga in particular has a really, really effective way of doing that. Traditionally, we're taught that the best way to work through traumatic experiences that we've been through is via talk therapy or counseling. And yes, this is incredibly important. You know, talk therapy allows you to cognitively process what's happened to you and understand those traumatic events. But if you've been working with a therapist for a while and you're still feeling easily triggered and you're not finding that you're getting past a lot of these feelings of anxiety that keep coming up, there is a reason for this. We can rationalize and we can make sense of things, but our bodies will still hold on to that trauma. You know, our bodies don't understand language. They don't understand us repeatedly saying to them, we're safe. But your body understands movement and physicality. There's a really famous book by Dr. Bessel van der Kolk, and it's called The Body Keeps the Score. And he explains how trauma lives within our bodies and how it is physically stored as memories within our nervous system, memories and patterns. He explains that we need embodied and somatic healing. And this type of healing work really translates loosely as speaking the language of our bodies. Yoga is an embodied language and a beautiful way to release trauma. The different movement practices that we have, the ways that we are able to release particular areas that the body holds tension, like the hips, like the spine, and coordinating those movements with breath, I feel that is one of the reasons that yoga is so magic. And the last thing that I want to mention is a simple one, but a really important one. So number five is to get outside. So the healing effects of being out in nature are endless. Being outdoors is a fantastic way to bring focus away from your thoughts and into your body. 
So the next time you're starting to notice feelings of anxiety, especially if you're feeling really agitated and you can't sit still, is to make time that day to get outside. So it can be simple things like feel the sun on your face, the wind in your hair, put your feet in the grass, feel hot, feel cold. You know, if you can go down to the beach, put your toes in the sand, feel the ocean. And that's a fantastic way to remind your brain that you are safe. Now, remember, this is not an exhaustive list. And, you know, as you begin to make these practices a part of your life, especially if you've been on this journey for a while, you'll start to develop your own ways to manage stress and anxiety. The important thing is to embrace the way that you feel. Pushing emotions aside will only work really for so long. Notice your feelings and then use these tips to help move them through So I hope you found this episode today helpful. If you have any questions or any feedback, please always reach out to me and I'll pop all the ways that you can get in contact with me in the show notes below. And I look forward to seeing you again soon on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review so I can keep all this information coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, check the links below in the show notes to join me for more daily tips to support your fertility journey. And don't forget to visit my website to learn more about how the beautiful practices of yoga, meditation, and breathwork can support you as you're trying to conceive. Until next time, sending you all my love.